0: In the Mountain West, we take the lead. We show heart and grit and have the vision to be leaders in everything we do. We don't wait for opportunities. We create our own. Today is our day, and we will take the lead.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another volleyball episode of the Mountain West Podcast, Taking the Lead. On this episode of Taking the Lead, I sit down with San Diego State head coach, Brent Hilliard. Hilliard earned a bronze medal for Team USA in the 92 Summer Olympics, a silver medal at the 93 Pan Am Games, and a bronze medal from the 91 World Cup. He played collegiately at Long Beach State where he was a four-time All-American, led the team to its first NCAA Men's Championship title in 1991, and was named the NCAA Men's Volleyball Player of the Year as a junior in 1992. He finished his career as the NCAA all-time leader with 3,034 kills. <laughs> I'll join now by San Diego State Volleyball head coach Brent Hilliard. Coach, thanks for joining me on taking the lead today.
0: You're welcome. Happy to be here.
1: So, Coach, I pre-record the opens, which provides some insight into who our guest will be. And I just gave a quick rundown of your career as a volleyball player. So, I'd love to start off by asking you a little bit about your career. College was spent at Long Beach State. What feelings do you have when you think back to that '91 season when you won the national title?
0: Oh, they're fond memories, but they're but they're so distant that uh, <laughs> you know, so much volleyball in between now and then that. Uh, I certainly look back on those days fondly, but I'm I'm an old man now, and it's it's hard to hard to think as a player along those lines too much anymore. But uh, I made some great friends and great relationships, and still stay in touch with that team, and uh, and and always will. So great great times back then.
1: You were selected to play for Team USA in the '92 Summer Olympics, '93 Pan Am Games, and '91 World Cup to represent your country. Uh, at that age in your 20s how rewarding how cool how, how unique was that experience
0: you know I, I really probably didn't have a grasp of it at the time you're when you're that young you're you're kind of being led um, by people that um, you know want your services and and you're happy to give them your services and you don't really have a chance to reflect um as much as you probably should have but it was it was a great time it was fun traveling the world and and playing in different venues and competing against the best in the world for a quadrennium and that was always exciting that's anybody's goal and and they want to play at that level so it was uh it was amazing time
1: now you've got a pretty robust coaching staff at San Diego State, Melanie Green, former Aztec volleyball player herself. And then you've got the volleyball legend, Steve Timmons. What's the story behind how you managed to land him on your coaching staff?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, that was very fortunate. We are, um, it's it's too bad that, um, you know, maybe the little bit of the history of our game gets gets lost a little bit. But, you know, we don't dwell on it too much. But Steve is certainly, in my mind, considered one of the top, you know, one two players to ever play for Team USA, and when you have two gold medals and a bronze, probably the most decorated indoor player ever. Um, it's amazing. It's it's, and I take it for granted sometimes, and I try not to because he's a friend of mine. So we we're always thinking along those lines, but uh, his knowledge is second to none, probably anywhere in the country, and uh, and he certainly is a voice that the the athletes, the young women here, respect, and uh, they know, and that's probably the most important thing.
1: Well, let's talk about your Aztec team. They burst onto the scene at the end of last year, winning seven of the last 11 regular season matches, then went on to the Mountain West Championship, securing the final spot in the tournament, upset CSU on their home court. Where did you see that magic stem from last year? Because that group was so much fun to watch last season.
0: Yeah, it it happened probably at um, the turn uh, towards the second half of conference where um you know it's it's like any inexperienced team i we had between four and five freshmen playing uh the whole year and um you know we took our lumps early and and they responded from that you know and i think um something similar to this year's team where those those freshmen are now sophomores they're not completely seasoned but they certainly have more seasoning and we've added a couple more freshmen and i I have a feeling it's i want i would like to turn the corner sooner rather than later um but it certainly last year it was second half of conference where yeah we you could tell with our training and, um, and our health that um, that things were getting better and by the time we had the conference we were playing our best volleyball.
1: Yeah, so kind of to expand on that you know you mentioned it, it was your best volleyball towards after the turn and, and towards the second half of conference play. You want to see that earlier? We're just a few games into this season, but what do you say or what have the messages been to try and, and grab that momentum and, and keep it and get it from the start as opposed to finding it later in the season?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's the the hard part. It's because, um, you know, it, it is just you're trying to navigate verbally, you know, through all these emotions of, you know, we've had some success with our first match and then lack of success with our our last two matches. And, uh, and you're trying to navigate a sense of urgency with, you know, patience. (laughs) And it's kind of a, you know, an oxymoron right there. You know, it's like, hey, let's, you know, let's, let's move forward a little faster and get a little bit more aggressive sooner and, uh, and find a way to get rid of your nerves a a little sooner. But yeah, first weekend is the first weekend. And I think everybody is, as I looked at the conference, you could kind of tell there was some success and, and some, some failure here and there. And, and we're not going to look too deep into it as, like I said, we still are the bulk of our team is freshman sophomore. We're, we're trying to develop um, while being patient, but then yeah, we, we definitely had a couple matches where we're pushing the envelope a little bit in the sense of urgency.
1: How would you characterize this team this year? What What's their identity that you've seen so far through preseason and then this first weekend?
0: I I, I think as far as identity, it's a very talented team. I, I believe that in the sense that we're, we're much deeper and bigger, stronger, and, um, and more experienced teams. So I think we are a talented team that is still trying to learn to play together. And I think that is one of those things that as soon as the, um, the chemistry is right, I think this team is going to have a lot of success.
1: We've got 10 letter winners back this season, headlined by Madison Corp, Tatuaa, Ellie Schrader. Why are those three such key factors in making this group go?
0: Well, each kind of holds down their positions and is, 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 you know, they're representing some consistency in those spots, whereas maybe the younger players, um, you know, have good days and bad days. So that's what we're looking from our team is that consistency where we can know what to expect on a night in and night out basis. And, um, and that's one of those things where they do a really good job at that and, um, and they should get better uh, as the preseason goes on as well.
1: Well, let's talk transfers and newcomers because you had a handful this year and you've mentioned a few of them so far. You picked up four prep stars from Texas, California, Kansas, and Nevada, and then to round it out, added two D1 transfers from DePaul and UC Irvine. Can you give us an overview of this new group of Aztecs?
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I think I'll start with the transfers. So we Um, We had a transfer DS out to USC and so we needed someone to help with our ball control. And that's where Bailey Darnell from UCI comes into play. We're going to rely on her a lot to sub in for our outside hitters in the six two and, uh, and provide that ball control that, um, that I know she can provide. So um, with regards to Taylor Underwood from DePaul, she may be our most efficient hitter and uh, best hitter on our team. Um, She, she did that throughout the spring and, uh, uh, such wide range. Again, came in as a freshman last year and now as a sophomore. So again, just just starting and that's the way we kind of like it. I know a lot of the teams in our conference are are getting seasoned veterans to come in for transfers, but I want to be with somebody um, for a few years and teach them how we train. And, and then once they get that, I think they'll have a, a nice range um, to go even further. So she's been awesome and just a great person. And then the freshmen are fantastic. It may be my best class in my 23 years. I I just, I'm an optimistic person, but they're just, they have the size uh, and athleticism and mentality. So our setter um, Fatima um, is fantastic. She may be the best freshman setter I've seen in my years, but she certainly has some points to her game where she can get better. And then um, outside hitter, uh, pin hitter Campbell Haig um, is just, probably the best athlete of the group and uh, was a two sports star in Kansas. And, uh, and it's gonna be a wonderful player for us for years to come once they just learn the game and how we teach it here. Um, Natalie Hughes, probably our most decorated incoming player first team high school, all American. Uh, it just gives us that size. She is probably the, you know, one of the biggest kids on the court. Uh, and and it also has the skill in blocking that is way beyond her years. And then our last one, Amber Keen from Nevada, our six five middle is a massive surprise. Somebody that came off a very severe injury early on in her um, high school career has almost completely healed. And when she does, she's going to be unstoppable. It's it's really fun to see this group.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see this group get after it throughout conference play. It seems, obviously, you're very excited about it, so we're excited to watch them compete. Well, let's talk about this past weekend. Uh, the team played in the hotel Vans Rose city showdown in Oregon this past weekend, uh, featured matchups with Cal state, Fullerton, Kansas state, and Portland state came out of the weekend with a win and two losses. How would you evaluate the way the team played over the course of those three games?
0: Yeah, they were inconsistent. Certainly. Um, even the match we won, we didn't have a crisp, uh, game and certainly, I think the coaching staff is coming back and we're going to solidify some things that need to be worked on. But, uh, you know, I think with Kansas state, it it really just came down to serve and pass. We didn't even get to go into the X's and O's too much. So it was hard to really break that match down. We had a, a very tight third set I think was 28, 26. And, and that was a nice response because the first two were not as competitive as we had hoped. And then Portland state was just a team that was playing at home and they're, they're a very solid team. they do very well in their conference. And, um, they had, um, they were well coached and a really a much better team than, than I even saw on video. So um, you just never know when you start the season with regards to the transfers these days and how teams are, are set up as far as grad transfers and COVID year kids, like who's gonna be there. And um, a, a, a two of those three teams were extremely solid. Kansas State is gonna be very good. I think Portland State will have a very good year, too. They're well-coached and have some really good athletes. So it was a great test for us. Certainly, we were frustrated with the results. But, um, you know, it's so early that we've we really moved on once we, our plane landed, probably, and are ready for probably even a, a tougher tournament when we play this weekend.
1: Yeah. So talking about that tournament, you mentioned Portland State playing at home. That's always a benefit. Well, now you guys get to play at home uh, hosting the SDSU Invitational August 31st through September 2nd, squaring off with Oregon, Pepperdine, UC Santa Barbara to host these great teams on your home court with Aztecs fans around. You're playing great competition, but how important is it to be doing it at home?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we want to have the same advantages, and we did have one exhibition match at home where we looked significantly better than we did on the road. So, um, and I think a lot of that was, yeah, they're comfortable on their court, and I think everybody is. So, we're hoping to use that advantage um, for our purpose and um, and use it for motivation and confidence, and uh, and take advantage of it. You know, it's it's always nice to get um, some of these great teams on on your home court. And we've already seen some some upsets by people being able to play at home. You haven't seen too many on the road. Um, So yeah, we feel like it's our turn. And I know we have the the team to be able to, to do it.
1: Well, taking a look around the league, Colorado State upset number 10, Kentucky in Moby Arena on opening night. UNLV took down Colorado, Utah State beat SMU to see the conference winning in big ways against big teams. What does that say about the level of volleyball being played around the Mountain West?
0: Yeah, it speaks to the level play. It seems like it's risen each year here, you know, just when you think um, there may be a depth. This group of coaches is a special group. Um, We're in a conference that I think is just progressing amazingly well, and I think a lot of that is due to the coaching. I think even um, teams that, you know, are not at the forefront of the conference are still very well coached. So you know you don't have an off night. And you know that you're, um, you're going to have to battle, but it also provides you opportunities. So the better your teams are in your conference, the more opportunities you have to prove that you can play at a higher level. And then once you do, I think the confidence level grows in your team and you're able to make that jump that I think everybody's looking for, which is a consistent team that is towards the top of the conference and in a, a national conversation.
1: Well, volleyball in the Mountain West is one of my favorite sports to watch throughout the year. So this year, I'm sure will be no different. Coach, it's now time for the fifth set. It's that part of the podcast where we pull back the curtains and ask the real hard-hitting questions about you. Are you ready? Oh, yes. (laughs) What is your favorite memory uh, from your playing time with Team USA? I know you might have to think back a little bit.
0: You know, I, I really enjoyed my, my closing and, well, opening and closing ceremonies for the Olympics. Our Olympics was a special one, a unique first dream team, um, which had all the greats. And, uh, and then the closing ceremonies where we had a very successful tournament uh, with a bronze medal. And, you know, whenever you finish off something of that importance with success, um, it's just it was really fun to be able to celebrate with the other athletes and my team.
1: California has incredible food and anyone who says different is lying. So what is your go-to lunch spot in San Diego?
0: Go-to lunch spot. You know what? Um, I, I do enjoy um, the Mexican food in San Diego. So um, I have a place that probably I only visit on the weekends because it's a little far from my house, but uh, a place called Los Olas on the beach um, has the best chili relleno in San Diego. It's fantastic.
1: There you go. little shout out to them. If you had a pet parrot, what would you teach it to say?
0: (laughs) Wow. First of all, that would never happen. But (laughs) if I did have a pet parrot, I would probably teach it to say something that would irritate my daughter because it seems like I've been the one that just tries to get her goat every day and I would find what it is that's going to Annoy her for that day, and I'd have the parrot repeated a hundred times. How old is she? She is a senior in high school, seventeen.
1: Okay, yeah that that about that about <laughs> sums up that age. <laughs> what song will you never forget the lyrics to?
0: Oh man, that is a tough one. I I uh, you know what, Boys of uh, Girls of Summer by Don Henley. It just seems like it, it was played about a million times when I was in high school and college. And it's just burned into my brain. So I'll probably always uh, remember that song.
1: Yeah, we always have one of those songs. Yeah. All right, last one for you. What is a pet peeve that you would make illegal if you could?
0: Oh, God, can it be a volleyball skill?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Gosh, yeah. I, I'm such a old school volleyball coach that um, that it's it's one of those things where I think the first contact rule is probably – my biggest pet peeve. It's just so hard to see a game that was so pure uh, and, and they're just turning it into something that is a little less pure. So I it, it drives me batty every time I'm in a match. And that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve.
1: There you go. It's illegal. It's now it's illegal. Now. And then
0: we're like, yeah, it's perfectly fair. So, yeah, no, I'm I still struggle with that. And I probably still get off the bench, even though I know the rule. And I'm like, but what are you going to do?
1: Well, coach, thank you so much for joining me today on this volleyball episode of taking the lead. We appreciate the time and good luck this weekend uh, at your home tournament.
0: Oh, much appreciated. I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, we're looking forward to a great year. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's San Diego State volleyball head coach Brent Hilliard. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Taking the Lead. To watch Mountain West volleyball games this fall, head on over to the MW.com or download the Mountain West app available on Apple and Android devices. Join us next week for more episodes of Taking the Lead available on Apple and Spotify.